Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now. Now and sign up. Yo, get. Yo, what's up? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's that time, baby. We're back again. Everybody's been waiting. We're here for you. Oh, you hear that? The chair for us. Oh, the chair for us. They love us. They love us. <laughs> How's it going, brother? It's going, man. How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Hey, once again, man, it's us, DNA Sports Podcast, DNA Sports Training, DNASportsDenver.com. Make sure you go check us out. Check out the website. Get some merch. Book a session. Check out a podcast. I'm Coach Dom. This is my boy. Coach Al. This is a Don spin and bars right there. So I don't, it didn't rhyme, but it was bars. Yeah, it's just all was, about flowing, bro. As the kids say, everything you said was no cap. So make sure you hit up dnasportsdenver.com. If you want to take part of the, the program, give us your questions, give us suggestions, hit up dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA and uh, take part of the program, man. Make sure you guys uh, hit us up. Let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. And uh, if there's anything that we're missing, any any topic, we cover everything here. I think our last episode we had uh, we had a debate on the Billboard Top 50. You know, we talk everything here, life, family. Uh, sports, of course, and just the things that day to day. The only thing we don't talk about is uh, bullshit. So hey. here we go. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, there's been a lot going on since the last time we were here. So we're here to talk about it. How you been, bro? I've been good, bro. It's it's been a actually a, a good week or two. You know, sports ended for both my kids, so we're kind of taking this little this week before we get into the next sport. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a nice little. Short break Man I wish And for you it's opposite Jesus dude It's been a It's been hectic A uh, couple of weeks But it's been fun Yeah Excited uh, We Think going into our fourth Full week of, of track And we've done three Four meets over three weeks So um, We just We just hit these kids With three meets this week um, Some of my kids Threw three times this week Some of them threw Back to back days So um, it's It's good I have a lot of them but some of my guys competed, some of my girls competed, and I'm super excited um, for what they did. And uh, just going back to the start of the season, man, we've had a we've had a real great start to it. So looking to get into the you know already almost through through March, we're almost out of winter and into spring officially. So mm-hmm. um, with that comes the push for state in in April and and into May. So just excited, man. It's been it's been a lot of work. It's kind of uh, reinvigorated me a little bit, man. Got me a little juiced up and 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 got the. The juice is going again, man. These kids brought it out of me this year because I was kind of dreading going into the year. And to be honest with you, just like, I don't know, there's that certain element of, all right, we got to go into this season and I'm not going to be able to do the shit that I want to do. Or, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. And I think that's the biggest thing is like dealing with the fact that it takes a lot of your time and, Mm -hmm. you know, being okay with that and 
looking at your kids and your and your wife and shit before you go and just like fuck I'm not gonna see you guys until you know eight o'clock tonight yeah but, um it's something I enjoy doing and you know getting out there and, and working with these kids and seeing the glow on their face when they hit PRs or when they do what they do, do something I've been trying to get them to do it's it's where where it's where the rewards at so yeah, Here see, we are. and a lot of people don't really understand the sacrifice for the greater reward, you know what I mean, and what it takes to really be successful in life, whether, however, regardless of how you measure success, you know, you, it takes a lot of sacrifice, time, dedication, um, time away from family, you know yeah. what I mean, where, you know, people get mad because you're missing events here and there, but it's because you're dedicated to something else, and, and you know, it's always, you get the, oh, well, you're putting more time into that than you're doing into this, and, you know, and, and, and it really just, it's, it's for the greater good, well, you I know think, what I mean? I mean, obviously, I'm the selfish part of me is like it it does wonders for me personally like i feel great doing it and mm -hmm. appreciate the opportunity to do it it's a it's a responsibility you know in in one sense and then also man like it's it's also um making that commitment to the kids right because you're asking them to make a a three-month four-month commitment with the season and and to do what you're asking them to do and so it's kind of coming through on your end for that commitment and making sure you're there and making sure you're accountable so that um, they have no excuses and we've done that this year man I think uh, one thing I shared with them yesterday I sent them a little message yesterday the whole team just you know echoing uh, head coaches um feelings about the, about the whole deal and mm -hmm. about the week and it was like hey you know what man y'all 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 did everything we asked you to you know so without some gripe but there was no excuses that were accepted you know we didn't accept any you know shortcomings or i can't do that because of this like this is what's going on and for them for the most part they rose to the occasion so it's very exciting this week yeah man and that's great and and for all you young athletes out there too it goes with being an athlete too right you have to sacrifice some of the things that you don't want to give up in order to reach your goals in life and 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 we got a mail bay question a little bit later to where we'll dive more into that but uh you know if you want to be successful sometimes you got to give up the things that you normally do in order to reach the the level of success that you're trying to accomplish well what's uh What's what's what do you think back to some of the famous quotes, you know, without sacrifice there's no success. Without sacrifice there's no victory. You know, it, it it always it always comes down to what are you willing to give up or what are you willing to do to get yourself to where um, you got a legitimate shot and sometimes that's not kicking with your homies on the weekend sometimes that's not um not smoking weed and drinking liquor in high school yeah you know sometimes it's it's a number of things and um you got to ask yourself what do you value more do you value this opportunity to to possibly maybe take your sport to the next to the next level and go to college with it or, or are you valuing hanging out with your buddies right now doing you know god knows what so you've got to really ask yourself what do you value more and what do you want to do yeah that's for sure hey man so you know what else has been going on lately um march madness you know march madness is going, going. on right now there's some mad. crazy things going on <laughs> some big upsets you know some some historic upsets you know purdue number one purdue dropping to 16 seed and fairley dixon yeah um you know so that was a big upset kansas dropped to arkansas in the second round they're out of it 
Um, and Kansas had like like Bill South had been going through like health issues and stuff, so he wasn't even coaching them. And so you wonder how much of that had effect on it. Um, but it, it feels like to me these last like four or five years with the NCAA tournament has just gotten even crazier. There's more parity. Maybe the transfer portal is a lot to do with that. Yeah. You know, um, kids getting a chance. I forget what school he was. He, he was he was at. I think it was the FDU that 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 beat Purdue. There was a kid there, and I'm, if I'm mistaken, I'll, I'm sorry, but there was a kid there that was. Spent he has like the NCAA record for Division two scoring, yeah. And then he transferred a graduate transfer, or whatever transfer to another, to FDU and is in the NCAA tournament and making it through the the next round. So it's pretty wild, man. Like uh, Princeton's going to the Sweet Sixteen and they haven't they've never done that in their existence. So it's crazy the the teams that got bounced. Like Arizona was it was. It was a yeah. team that was like considered pretty strong for it, um, and then you got Alabama, who's like the number one team all for for a good chunk of the year, and they've got turmoil going on with their best player. But their best player is probably a top five pick. Yeah, know, so. yeah, yeah. And you just mentioned Princeton beating Arizona. That's another fifteen seed beating yeah. another two. And then we got to talk about the ladies. We got to talk about CU man. Yeah. CU's in it. You know they're moving on to the next round, and 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 hopefully they continue to push forward and and they make some. Some noise in the women's bracket as well. So March Madness is going down right now. Um, March Madness also just went down. You oh, know, yeah. you had the the NCAA uh, tournament for wrestling, and that was amazing. Um, you know what Penn State was able to do on the mat was remarkable um, as a team. Um, you know, Ohio State had some good things happening. Um, Cornell. You know, uh, again, you see it in 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 March Madness where some of these teams that aren't talked about a lot doing some damage. Cornell was up there, and I think they finished or will finish in one of the top four teams of the NCAA March Madness tournament. So, well, and how about national champion? Um, um, yes, Andrew Air Lee's up yep. there at, at UNC in yeah. Northern Colorado from uh, from Greeley. Yep, um, you know, local boy. Winning it at 141, he went through some adversity with injury and whatnot, and and, and falling short, and to to kind of hit the pinnacle and, and and win that national title, man. At 141, that's that's a big title to win. So congrats to them. Congrats to him on that too. Hey, before we get to uh, the mailbag question, I just thought of another question: Is March the best month for sports? No. 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 Well, you got free agency. Yeah, you got March Madness. Yep, you got March Madness. Mm-hmm. You got the, um, you know everything with free agency building up. You got MLBs getting ready to kick off. They got the NBA playoffs going down to the stretch, like, but not playoffs yet. Not playoffs yet, but it, we're in that we're in that thick of the stretch. Like March is a pretty good month, uh, and and, and there's some great people born in March. Second, maybe. Oh, to what? Maybe third. Two. Well, I was I would consider June. Combine just pretty, happened. June would be a pretty good. Yeah, but there's no games being played. That's just combine. That's just free agency. The XFL's popping right now. Look at all their viewers. They're doing great. I'm not. <laughs> no, I would say for me personally, June. Um, June, July. That like that stretch from. 
um, just depending on how the season goes, it's usually the back end of June, just the beginning of July, because you've got the NHL playoffs finishing up, Stanley Cup championship. I mean, Stanley Cup's one of the greatest trophies in all sports. Um, then you've got the NBA playoffs finishing up, usually NBA finals right at the end. And then you've got baseball full swing, and at, by that point you're getting right into the all-star break. And teams, teams that aren't – the Rockies usually have already – Shown who the Rockies are going to be, so at that point they've already been down there. So all the all the all the front runners, all the all the cream is already starting to rise to the top by that point. You know what I'm saying? And then you know a week later you got NFL training camp opening up and and things starting to get popping. So there's no, I, but no. there's no games. But hey, I'm, I'm getting I don't get excited. I get excited off free agency and, and draft, but I get excited when I see pads going on because that means that means it's getting ready to come because you don't win championships on paper no you if, don't. That, if that was the case the broncos and raiders would have more championships the recent years than they did previously the dolphins would be champions this year you know on paper like we'll go through that 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 uh free agencies uh you know circus going on right now but i i don't know man i think i think you know it's summertime too at that point man we still get snow in march yeah but i'm not talking about the weather <laughs> i'm not talking about anything else i'm talking about the month of March It's great And how exciting it is Compared to any other month Like You can get Turn on ESPN Plus bro And you're just Did Scrolling you through Different things You got March Madness going You got wrestling going Like There's yeah, a ton going You got In the summertime the combine You got lacrosse You got some uh, <laughs> You got some like little league, You're lucky you you're controlling The board <laughs> over there Cause I would've definitely <laughs> Gave you the Or something of that nature Yeah You would've got that bro Charlemagne's Oh man, they would have been roasting you, coach. Come on, you can't compare June to March. I don't know, viewers. You just like March because of St. Patty's Day. We want and, and we ain't even Irish. And I was born in March. But What's your birthday? March twenty sixth, baby. Oh, it's coming around we, the corner. So if you ever wonder why me and Coach get get it popping, because we both Aries over yeah, here. So. Yeah, Aries gang. Hey, but listen, viewers, you're out there, right? You have an opinion as well. You tell us, April. What is the best? Month for sports. I'm retracting my previous statement. Well, actually, I'm for not. Sports. Second place, you asked. Remember, because you asked, I said third. March is third. April. Mm, like the draft? Well, because usually you got the draft, you got the the crowning of the NCAA championship, right? Because usually that's that first week in April, because it's happened on my birthday several times. Um, you got the start of MLB season. The Rockies have hope. <laughs> that's usually their best month of the year. Um, you know, uh, you've got the NBA ramping up into the playoffs, the NHL ramping up into the playoffs. I stand corrected. June is number two. April is number one. Nah. I, I think for most excitement, yeah. Yeah, your XFL going in April, man. You, USFL going in April. Yeah, dude, April is where. Plus, April 4th, man. That's where, no. that's where the magic what? happened. You, you. <laughs> must have said this on April Fool's Day because you're a fool. Well, and that's the greatest part of April, man. You can you can prank people, yeah, and you get a whole day to do it, and, and no one has to take anything seriously. You can go tell your wife, "I love you, babe." And April's the April month of fools. liars. <laughs> <like>, Damn. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna. I want the viewers out there to drop their opinion and and hit us up, man. Drop your opinion on the website or on our social media platform. We'll put a poll up later or something and we'll ask what is the best sports month. I like it. I think I think we'll go on IG and do that right away. I, yeah. I think I like that one. Your best. Your, what is your favorite sports month ever? Um, I like I like the summertime too because I'm not working like as far as like 
we don't have a coach a season to really be you know we're off season so i can kind of get out and do some camping get out and do some fishing get out and just do some hanging with the fam you know so i'm, I'm just trying to give reasons plus my mom's birthday's in june it's great you know what that means though what but everything you just said is everything not related to sports, which means there's not enough exciting sports on television <laughs> to keep you tuned to your TV you so you're out there about? enjoying Fish life. Is sports. You're enjoying life. Okay, you're performing in sports. But I'm saying, what is the most exciting month in sports? You know why? Have I you never, ever had a fish on the end of your line and you know, you're fighting that thing? You know That's what pretty I, damn exciting. You know what I do in March? I sit down and I watch a whole ton of sports on TV because it's um, the most exciting time. June going is so on. fantastic that it makes you get up and do sports. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get inspired to movement. Mm-hmm. We ain't sitting on the couch based like we just got a vasectomy. Based, based on. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, we're in March, and you know what's happening right now in March is free agency, and that's something that we're here to talk about is free agency and all the crazy thing that's been going on. And I'm gonna say it right here before I say anything about free agency. To me, the team that's won free agency this far—I'm recording this too—is the Denver Broncos. Oh my God! How did it hurt you to say that? No, man. I mean, it hurts me to know that. We have to play them twice a year, and we ain't done jack squat, but we still are who we are, and they still are who they are, and we still have to line it up, and we'll see what's cracking. But at the end of the day, bro, the Denver Broncos have done great things. Um, you know, They're killing one, it. One of their biggest biggest issues out of the running back room, right, was, was turnovers. Yep. They had Malvin Gordon, who left them and won a Super Bowl. Um, but anyway, um, they had yeah, Malvin Gordon. Yeah, won a Super Bowl in a practice squad. <laughs> He still got it, but uh, he was fumble prone, right? He was fumbling all the time. While well, they went and got Samaji P. Ryan, who who holds that rock, bro. He hasn't. He has a history of not putting yep. the ball on the turf. So I, I got some more Samaji. But before you move on from that, you, Malvin winning the Super Bowl with the Chiefs is like me struggling to carry in the equipment and getting to your door, coming in and getting ready to set it down, and you're like. You need a hand with that, and then I give you, and you put it down on the floor. Yeah, that hey. that is the same equivalent. But nah, Samaji P Ryan, bro, I, I think I think that's a great signing for them. You know, I think Melvin was brought back last year to kind of be that third down back and kind of be that back to out of the backfield. You know, to kind of complement Javante Williams. And I don't think his his personality or ego allow for that to happen. And I think Samaji P Ryan comes in with that that personality and that ego that will say, hey, you know what, I can compliment him or I can I can I can fill in for him when I need to fill in for him. So I, I definitely agree with you, and that was a great pickup. Yeah, you know, a close second, honestly, and and signings is is in my opinion. Um, actually, there's a couple good good teams out there, but uh, I think the Patriots did some damage. Um, but Miami, man, I think Miami's doing a lot of dirt right now. Um, they're really going after winning that division. They know they got Buffalo to deal with and they're trying to to bridge that gap a little bit closer. Um and you know they're out there signing guys trading trading for a top 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 Jalen Ramsey corner in the league, you know yeah. what I mean, solidifying that defense. They still got to work out his contract after that, but Well, now they got Jalen and Xavier Howard on the corners. The only the only thing I'll be skeptical about is getting to the quarterback cuz I don't care who you have out there on the edge if you can't get to the quarterback and them guys got to cover for 5 seconds, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like yep. if they can get to the quarterback now with with uh was it uh, Ingram and, and Chubb? Dude, now you're talking. Now you're mm-hmm. talking about being disruptive and and doing some things. Um, in my opinion, man, I think 
I like what the Broncos did, and I also like what what the what the Bengals did. Yeah. Bringing Orlando Brown Jr. Um, they beefed up their offensive line a little bit. Um, that's been kind of the Achilles Achilles heel for them. Uh, recently, and that's what lost in the Super Bowl, and then they came mm-hmm. back and beefed it up last year, and then guys got hurt. So we'll see if that actually actually plays out. And then I think the Eagles did a great job too. They they brought back some guys. Um, you know, they they lost you know uh, Miles Sanders, but they bring in a guard. They bring in they they re-sign uh, Parrish Cox. They bring in Marcus Mariota to support that quarterback position. Somebody that you know that, that has great knowledge of the game and that can help out Jalen Hurts uh, take his game to the next level. And then they extended Darius Slay. So I, I thought they did a really good job too. Yeah, you know what I like about the Mariota signing too is it is it gives your offense the the opportunity to stay the same in case of injury, right? They're, I'm not saying that Marcus Mariota is Jalen Hurts because he's not, but they can do a lot of similar things. So if you lose a Jalen Hurts for whatever reason and Marcus Mariota steps in, it should just be a plug-and-play, and you should be able to do essentially a lot of the same things in your playbook, and you don't have to start to you know, only use a section of it because of the capabilities of your quarterback. Yeah, and I think um – you know, you, you had someone last year in, in Gardner Minshew who can step in and, and kind of do that, what you're just saying. You lo- you, lo- you lose him this year to, to Indianapolis, and so now you get Marcus Mariota who can do the same exact thing, kind of fits that same mold. Uh, maybe he doesn't inspire as much as, as Gardner Minshew would, but at the same time, you're not going to have to worry so much if if he can come in and, and lead your offense on a couple of games if Jalen goes down or, you know, like you've seen this year, you know, the I, I think Jalen Hurts probably could have played a couple of them games if he had to had it been playoffs or something like that. But if you're if you're ahead and you're trying to make that push and you just need someone to step in for a game or two, uh, I think Mariota's great to do that. Uh, what do you think about what's going on with the Chiefs, man? They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They lost Orlando Brown Jr., um, you know, they they lost a lot of guys last year and won the Super Bowl, but um, you know they're they're picking up a little bit here and there. Uh, they did pick up uh, Wiley from the Commanders. Um, they did pick up Taylor from the Jaguars. So I mean they kind of revamped their offensive line too on the on the edges, um, and then added some depth inside. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think the Chiefs showed last year that it doesn't you know their next man up mentality they're going to play with who they have and and the job of their star players is to play good enough to make everybody around them good and they've all bought into that yeah. so i think the chiefs the chiefs are still going to be the top dog in the west they're still going to be the the person to knock off the mountain we got to dethrone them um but you know it the more and more you see this happening to Super Bowl teams to where they, they win the Super Bowl and then they start to get plucked, you know, or they're yeah. in the Super Bowl and they start to get plucked. So. Yeah, you got a good team, you're going to get plucked for sure. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's kind of bound to happen. I'm interested to see what happens in New York, the you know, Jets? with the Jets. Yeah. yeah, like right now, bro, it's they're in they're in this Aaron Rodgers limbo, right? And he gave them their wish, his wish list. Right, he said, "I need you to go out and sign Odell Beckham, Alan Lazard, Martavius. It was Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis, and somebody, and Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah. Right, and so far they signed Alan Lazard. 
Yeah. Right. I have heard rumors about talks about Odell Beckham and things like that. Well, you know, Beckham, uh, he tried out about a couple, about a week or two ago. He tried out with like 14 different teams. Yeah. So he's been working, you know, but I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. Are they going to, are they going to fulfill this wish list while still paying a hefty price for Aaron Rodgers? I'm sorry. You said demand list wrong. Oh yeah. Demand list, right? <laughs> list of demands. List of demands, not a wish list. <laughs> Did you see what he said uh, on the, on the McAfee? podcast after that came out about adam shafter to lose his number or whatever or uh, it, something about he told adam shafter adam shafter text him or something like that and he's like lose my number because because he, he, <laughs> he is sad that he sad and salty that that news came out yeah you know who else is signing some good people are bulking up a little bit is the saints the saints have been doing some work yeah i mean um, they you know. feel they've got their quarterback you know and Derek carr and, you know, they've we've signed some guys. Um, Jameis Winston is going to be the backup there. They brought in Jamal Williams from Detroit. Um, Jamal Mike, Williams is a good pickup. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas re-signed, you know, so. Well, he restructured his deal so they have more a little more flexibility with this, some things. Let and they're not in a competitive division. No, that's, I was just going like, say, that division is an easy turnaround. I mean, look at the Panthers, yeah, you know. Well, and you look at Tampa Bay, their quarterback going into this year, as of right now, looks like it's going to be Baker Mayfield. So, who knows what's going to go happen Baker. there. You know what I mean? Like You see, you, but I, I mentioned the, the Panthers, you know, they moved up to the number one pick. Yeah. They gave, they gave all that haul away to, to the Bears to move up to the first pick. So, you know they're going quarterback in that first pick. But who? They, oh, I don't who know. Is who is the you, question? Probably they're probably probably Bryce Young or CJ Stroud to be honest with you. I, I heard they're really big on Anthony Richardson too. So well, and he had a big combine too. He, like he flexed at the combine, he, something crazy. He did. I do think, unfortunately, you know, I don't want this to happen because I would hope that somehow they take Richardson, and so that way Bryce Young or CJ Stroud are available. At, one of them guys is available at three, and there's room for draft movement. Right. But I do think they're going to probably take C.J. Stroud. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft, in my opinion. Um, he has everything that you need. He has the intangibles. He has the brains. He has the off-the-field smarts. He's responsible. He says all the right things. That guy is going to be the guy. Well, they brought in they brought in Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. He, he's your he's your perfect bridge quarterback, right? Start the season probably. Get the new guy up on, uh, you know, up to speed, and then transfer it over. You know, you've seen that happen with him over in Chicago with with, with Fields. You've seen that happen in other places too. So, um, I, I definitely feel like that's that's a strong possibility. I, I don't know, man. Like Anthony Richardson has a lot of. I mean, he hasn't really done much on tape. He's a, he he's the definite big, in my opinion, he's the biggest boomer bust candidate. He's like the Trey Lance in, in this, this year's draft. draft. Like, is he gonna be great or is he gonna be the next Jamarcus? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think about Bryce on the statue? You think he's too small? Like, like in terms of because he's what one ninety, one ninety three, or something like that. He's pretty light, he, light on his feet. He is small. Just cutting six feet. He is small. Um, you know, you kind of think of Kyler Murray when you think about him. Um, we'll see. I think the quarterback position is changing rapidly, right? It used to go from we want this six foot, you know, prototypical quarterback who just is a gunslinger to now we want more of the, you know, we'll take either or we'll take that gunslinger or we'll take that shorter guy who can extend the play and, and, you know, extend the pocket and make plays happen downfield with his arm and his legs. And it seems like that's what's the quarterback position is 
starting to develop more too. You see the Patrick Mahomes, you see the Kyler Murrays, you see the Tuas, you know, the Lamar Jacksons. You know, you see all these guys who are so great at these things, and the quarterback position in itself is changing to that. Yeah. Um. So I think he has that in his favor, but I do think he is a little bit smaller than a lot of those guys I just mentioned. So what you brought up a name there. You brought up Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And he was a non-exclusive franchise tag in mm-hmm. in Baltimore, which means other teams can negotiate with him, can get can can offer him a contract, sign him to deal, and then, you know, Baltimore would have the option to to um, match that or let him go and get two uh two first round picks. What do you think about no one in the league offering him a contract yet, no one in the league trying to work with him. Do you think it's collusion or do you think it's the fact that he's asking for $230 million guaranteed, all of it guaranteed, that's keeping them teams from doing that? Well, I think it's a little bit of probably both, right? I think a lot of teams are a little hesitant to pay him that much being that he has had some injuries. Last two seasons he finished you know? the season injured. Yeah, he hasn't really finished a season without an injury. Um But I also think there's teams out there that are fearful of the fact that the Ravens have the power in the situation. They can say, we can sit back, let a team offer, and then – match or beat that offer and you know what i mean like so with when you have somebody who has like an ace in the hole essentially you're afraid to just go out on a limb and offer money because one you feel it's going to be too low yeah that it's going to be matched or beat or you're going to offer way too much and you're going to end up overpaying so there's a lot of concern in that in that realm i think but i do think that there's still a possibility Lamar might get moved. You said ace in the hole. I think they have a couple aces in the hole because they also have the fact that they can tell teams, well, let's let's trade them. Like yeah. you, you want to sign them, let's trade them. And I, I know that the 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 non-exclusive kind of kind of messes with that a little bit because they can't just say, nope, you know, we have the rights to them. But you know, they might be trying to get squeezed a little bit more out of that instead of them them two first round picks, but. You know, I think to lose Lamar Jackson for two first round picks because, you know, you, you guys can't come to agreement, that's pretty it's pretty rough. But I also feel like there's like this good old boys network in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I mean, come on, we just talked about Carolina not having a quarterback, right? They signed Andy Dalton. Um, you could think about a list of teams right now that can use Lamar Jackson compared to what they have at quarterback right now. There's at least half the league who don't have a real legitimate quarterback, the Indianapolis Colts. You know, and I get these guys are like the Colts, they're positioned to take one in the first round anyway with, with where they're drafting at, but there's no guarantee that that guy's going to fall to you. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks go one, two, and three, and then you're sitting there without your guy. So, like, there's all these teams in the league that need a quarterback, the Jets, the, you know, the, why hasn't there been a play on him? And I get the asking price is pretty high, but come on, man. Like, they gave – they gave uh Oh boy, uh, oh, pedo boy, oh, oh, rapey boy over there in Cleveland. Uh, Deshaun Watson, they gave him all that money guaranteed. Uh, and you mean you can't, you can't figure out a way to get Lamar Jackson paid? And I get his injuries, but he's also an MVP winner. He's also one of the most dynamic players to ever play that position. Yeah. Like, how is that not happening right now? And I do feel there's some sort of, you know, I, I don't know if it's collusion or if it's just like this, you know, maybe. Maybe one team doesn't want to do it because down the road another team might do that to them and they set the precedent, right? So, I don't know. It's kind of weird, man, that, that nothing's happening with that and in, in that they, he hasn't been even offered a contract from anybody. Yeah. It also is kind of showing that the Ravens might not be in as comfortable position as they think either, right? Because they don't know what the future holds at quarterback, so they haven't yeah. really made any moves 
free and, agency. And if you got they've... Lamar Jackson, you have to like build your offense around him, and you kind of have to wait, right, to yeah. see what he does before you start. Yeah, pulling the trigger on stuff. So right now, all they've done is is re-sign Trayvon Mullen. They've re-signed Geno Stone, and they've re re-signed Justice Hill. All re-signed players. None of yeah. these guys were free agents that they went out and sought and paid for. You know, and I think with Lamar's decision looming, they're kind of handcuffed into the decision of oh, we can't really overspend because we might have to match someone's offer. And that's why I think teams are kind of hesitant to pull the trigger on Lamar because they know the Ravens are going to match regardless because they don't want to lose their guy. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about that too. And like I said, they, they're kind of handcuffed. They have to they have to build their team, their offense around Lamar Jackson, anybody that anybody that goes and signs Lamar Jackson is going to have to do that. Like if you if you have him on your team, you're going to have to bring in the right running backs, you know, um, and he needs receiver help, too. I know he's got some OK receivers like he doesn't got horrible receivers, but he doesn't got like this this, you know, even one truly, um, you know, one starting one receiver. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, wide receiver one. He doesn't have that you know over there right now and you know i don't know that he really has he's always had these guys that were kind of like up and coming or had the potential but just i don't know in that offense it's it's rough man and i don't they like you said they're not doing anything in free agency right now and i don't know how that affects him if they don't re-sign lamar and if he plays for this one year on the on the on the on the franchise tag and then next year what you know what i mean so you're just back to this sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and and, and pay the quarterback or but there's consequences that and you, you're seeing that here in denver oh yeah well we almost had the situation with the raiders man when signing jimmy g um <laughs> he didn't he came into the facilities was supposed to sign his contract have his physical and have a press conference come the press conference he didn't have his press conference yeah. when the raiders were asked about it they said no comment so there was a lot of speculation going on that yeah. he failed his physical yeah. at that point bro i was freaking out i'm like <laughs> all right we need to go pull the trigger and get lamar right uh, because right now we got a guy who we took the shot on that may have or may not have failed his physical turns out jimmy g didn't fail his physical it was only some contract verbiage that they're kind of going <laughs> back and forth on um they got it squared away they did sign him to the same exact deal that they were talking about once the verbiage was translated um but you know talking about being worried about you know taking a chance on a guy and then and then finding out that he didn't pass your physical that was scary bro as a fan i was freaking out my homie raider rock uh rocky he's a big ass raider fan and um that day he posted on facebook uh let me find out this fucker got hurt walking into the door yeah (laughs) i seen some someone said oh jimmy g uh Goes on IR after signing contracts. Uh, Carpet tunnel. Yeah, he pulled, he pulled something signing this contract. Uh, dude, that's funny, and unfortunately, it's it's possible and true at the same time because he has been he has been prone to injuries. Um, but when he hasn't been injured, I think he's been a very solid quarterback. And yeah. I think I, I mean I, I I threw this I called this shot not quite your Super Bowl thirty eight 
you know, 35 winning score pick that you had. But I called this shot uh, a few weeks back when I told you that. I, was like, I really thought that Jimmy G was going to be the one that ended up in in, in, oh, in Las Vegas just because his connection with McDaniels. And you kind of mentioned it off of there. You know, it's like becoming the, the New England Raiders yeah, you know, I was or the just Las getting, Vegas Patriots. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say one thing for sure, two things for certain is Josh McDaniels loves him some <laughs> Patriots, boy. He's signing him some Patriots, making us the Las Vegas Patriots or the New England Raiders, whatever you want to call to it. To his but credit, to his credit, Jimmy G's better than Matt Castle. Yeah. <laughs> so when he uh, when he came to Denver and tried to get Matt Castle here instead of Jake Cutler, at least he's trying to improve the quarterback position in, in Las Vegas versus. But let me ask you this. Is Matt Castle in the time of when he signed him to Denver as as equally viewed in the the ranks of quarterbacks for that current time frame as Jimmy G is in this one. No. No. You sure? Cuz yeah, the cuz the game is changing, right? There's got, a lot of guys ahead of Jimmy G right I now. I got three words for you. Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. And and Matt Castle had that one eleven and five season where the Patriots missed the playoffs because Tom Brady got hurt the first game of the season and the Dolphins busted out the uh, the old uh, the old running game on him with Ronnie or with Ronnie Brown and that was the introduction you know to the uh, the whole Wildcat formation with with Tony Sperano and that was the year the Dolphins won the the only year for the, that the Patriots didn't win it for like twenty years but whatever yeah. um, but no I think I think I think Jimmy G's more reputable. Coming in, I think Jimmy G is more reputable than 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 Carr. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think he's a better when healthy. He's a better quarterback than Dave, Derek Carr. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it's just those words when healthy. Those are the scariest two words in, in that that are, that are going to be around Jimmy G for the rest of his Raiders career and the rest of his NFL career. Yeah, and I think they both do things some different, right? I think Derek Carr has a little bit more arm strength than Jimmy G, but Jimmy G is a better game manager. So yeah, I do sure. think that there are some pros and cons to having either one of those guys. Um, but, you know, before we move on past free agents, I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this for a while because we're in March, we're in April, it's come, draft's coming, it's off season. This is what's going on. Who to you are the still best available free agents out there? I could go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead because I got to pull um, up that list. You know, I know Odell Beckham is getting a lot of talks right now. But for me, the guy out there that I think is will bring the most value to a team, specifically my team, is Bobby Wagner. Come on over to Vegas, baby. Come on, Bobby. We need you in Vegas right now. Our linebacking room is horrible. Um, we need a Bobby Wagner, maybe even a Marcus Peters. Come holla at your boy. Well, there's some really good ones out there still, and there's some that have like some injury question marks in 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 you know are they up against the end of their career kind of question marks. Yeah, you know Zeke just got released by the Cowboys. You got Adam Thielen still out there. Yep, Dalton Schultz is still out there. Taylor Lewan still out there. Um, you know, I would have to say Bobby Wagner's not not a, not a bad one. Um, you got Chauncey Gardner Johnson out there too, though. I, I probably have to agree in terms of like direct impact right away. Maybe Bob, Bobby Wagner, um, Frank Clark's out there too, mm-hmm. um, and you know he could That'd be, be a great one. Honestly, he can be a he can he can wreck a game, and he showed you this year in the playoffs that he can wreck a game when he's right. Um, 
I think I think either Frank Clark or Bobby Wagner, just because them guys have more in, direct impact. Now, I think if you're a team with a with a good young quarterback, that uh, maybe you don't have a lot of veteran receivers around him, <clears throat> Chicago Bears, maybe look at Adam Thielen. Yeah, that'd be a great pickup. Um, if you're if you need a, a security blanket for your your quarterback, you know Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has been proven to be a decent tight end and above average tight end for the years that he's played in Dallas. And I think that'd be another good one to pick up. Uh, I, th- I would always, I would, I would jump to Taylor Lewan and be like, that's the dude, but he's got so many injury issues right now um, over the last few years that I don't know if he's going to be able to, there's one or two ways you go with that, right? You like you come back from your injuries and you're, you're sustained and you're, you're healthy and you do okay. And then it just breaks down the other ways it just breaks down and it, it keeps breaking down. So I don't know if that's where he's at at this point in his career. If not, I mean, he's a, he's a very solid tackle. I, I think he'd be great for, excuse me, for a team that needs tackle help. Um, this list I have has Isaac uh, Sumalo, but they just, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles just signed him back. Yeah. Then, so, um, yeah, but long way to answer your question. I still, I, I do think Wagner or Frank Clark, probably the best on those, on those lists. You know, who's one of the most underrated in my opinion, and it's strictly due to size. Um, and I want to bring this up because being undersized doesn't mean necessarily that you don't got the intangibles to play the position or play in the NFL or at any level is Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah. You know, I think right now a lot of people were worried about his size, but he is a, a straight animal out there bro he's just he's always around the ball he's a ball hunter he's versatile um and for me he delivers those big blows when you need it whether he's coming you know whether he's playing in the slot as a corner or he's coming down from being a safety you know i think he's undersized but that guy is very underrated in this and to me he should be at the top of a lot of these free agency lists when we talk about who's available still so before we move on, Dom, before we get out to Santa Fe news, I got one more for you that I want. One more little uh, interesting nugget I just found here that I want to share with you. And the source for this is SportsTrack.com. Okay. okay? Sports track. And, it, and it's listing the 2023 NFL free agents. Their, their, their dollars for the total, the years, the average annual value, total guarantee, uh, guarantee as signing, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It pays to be a quarterback. Yes. It, it pays to be a quarterback, dude. So Derek Carr tops the list. Mm-hmm. Four years, $150 million. It's an average annual salary of uh, $37,500,000, right? You know what his total guarantee was? According to his, $100 million, right? So next, you got Mike McGlitchey with the Broncos. $87,500,000, which that's a lot of money, but mm-hmm. almost almost half of what Carr got. Do you know what his guarantee is? 50. He's got, you know, Derek Carr got twice as much in guarantee just because he's a quarterback, man. Um, Javon Hargrove comes up on there next. But it's a pretty cool little, little website, man. It's, it's interesting to see what some of these boys get and, you know, how skewed, you know, it is for for – a quarterback to a lineman. Uh, we were talking a little bit. I believe it was off air. I don't remember. I don't think we brought this up about the value of a running back. And top running back, arguably in the twenty twenty three free agency, was Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Twenty five million and thirteen. I'm sorry. Yeah, thirteen guaranteed. Yeah, it's fierce out there for those running backs, and their window is so short, man. You can see guys like Austin Eckler requesting a trade. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, 
Henry wanting wanting to to move or them wanting to move on from him, um, you know the the limbo with JJ and Josh Jacobs and, and and the Raiders going on right now where, you know they're keeping him around on a tag, but who knows what they're gonna do in the future with him and and how happy he is. Does he want to stay around? Like so, I think you know running backs they're definitely a dying breed, but when you find one, you gotta pay them and appreciate them because. At the end of the day, they take a Dude, beating. South life for South life for a running back that gets the touches that Josh Jacobs gets is like three and a half to four years, five years, right? So Josh Jacobs got his got drafted. He's on his first contract. He's on his rookie deal, right? Didn't get the fifth year option picked up, okay? And now he's got this this one chance to cash in that he'll probably won't get a chance like this to cash in ever again because let's face it. Wear and tear mm-hmm. breaks these guys down, right? He gets franchised. Now he's got to play this kind of franchise. And the franchise is decent. I mean, I think it was like 12 million, 13, 14 million or something like that for a running back, maybe a little bit more. But will he, did the Raiders by franchise tagging him take his opportunity to get a bag? Yeah. And, and, and we see that they're not going to pay running backs. But I guarantee you, he would have got more than, than what Miles Sanders got. Oh, for sure. He Without would've. a doubt. He would have. Without a doubt. But. If it feels like he was robbed his opportunity, and, and and this was collectively bargained by the players, you know, obviously that you know that is what it is. But in a sense, he was robbed his opportunity to really maximize his value. You know, Lord forbid he don't get hurt or something this year. It doesn't have a down year, right? Um, that'd be the only chance he gets to maximize his value. But that's one more year. That's two hundred, three hundred more carries on that on that on that load. There's another hundred. He 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 led. You know, he was pretty high in the team in receptions. I don't want to say led, but he was pretty high in the team in receptions. Right? They use him in, in very in very many ways. He was he was you know he gets the most touches. Like not that, to mention these running backs have to pick up blitzes coming. Yeah. into You know linebackers and and safeties and corners Full screaming go. in there. Full go. And they're picking up these blocks, bro. They're they're taking a beating yeah. at the running back position, you know, and 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 to me, they're a little underappreciated for what they do for teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's harder to find a really good running back, but there are really good running backs out right now that are kind of getting done dirty by the organization. Yeah, Saquon Barkley getting his franchise, same thing. He's yep. running the same thing. He's had hin- injury histories in the past. He this might be the only opportunity he got to get him a good a good signing bonus because that's where the money's at. It's it, it, it ain't in the actual contract. It's in that guaranteed money, right? So, yeah. you know, it's just it, it feels like these guys uh got robbed an opportunity, but yo before we move on, I just want to give a shout-out to Icon Sales and Icon Boxing. Shout-out to my boy Mario over there at Icon Sales. We got some things in the works with them. We'll, we'll announce soon. But um, shout-out to what they're doing over there if you need some affordable furniture, affordable. Uh, maybe you're, you're redoing a, a living room or redoing a dining room, need to get you a new dining room table, hit up Icon Sales, get hooked up, man. They got great program over there. Everyone gets everyone gets approved, and uh, it's one of those things you can save a lot of money, man, and get and, and support local business. Also, shout-out to Icon Boxing. They had a few of their fighters uh, take home the Golden Glove, uh, Golden Glove State Championships. So shout out to them boys. Um, again, shout out to uh, Icon Boxing. Make sure you hit up the gym and go see what they got going on over there. A lot of great work uh, going on over there. Yeah, shout out to Mario and Icon, man, and everybody out there. Coach D doing them things and all them boxers out there going and competing at Golden Gloves and, and doing what you got to do, man. Putting in that work to be the champ. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of putting in that work to be the champ, man, the champs are putting some work and heating up, and uh, the Nuggets are struggling a little bit, man. Uh, we're getting into the to the NBA, you know, for home stretch. I think there's, you know, about 15, 20, 15 to 18 games left for, for every team, probably about close to that 15 range. And, uh, you know, our Nuggets, uh, f- losers of four, of, or excuse me, five or six. Yeah. Not looking too good. Jokic still doing his thing, but he's he's uh, you know considering the the bad pub that comes with losing and and all that. He's it's, starting to slip in the MVP. Yeah, but evened out the race a little bit. According to the odds makers, of course, this isn't they don't have votes, but you know I don't know. I think a lot of the the, the stuff that Kendrick Perkins came out saying kind of added to that a little bit to the opinion, but. Nonetheless, they are struggling right now. Jamal Murray's kind of being inconsistent. One thing that's been great is MPJ's been great, but he's still going back and forth with Mike Malone, and I'm hoping Mike Malone doesn't screw this thing up. Man, what are we doing? Yeah, no, they're definitely looking a little bit shaky as of late, um, losing some games, and like you said, the Warriors heating up. Um, We talked about the MVP race, and I do think that, you know, some of the uh, slander, (laughs) <laughs> kind of took you know kind of took away from what what the joker has going on but at the same time we can't take away from what other players are doing either um and you know Embiid man he he's took, he's kind of embarked that number 1 spot and overtook according to the rankings again overtook joker um but he's had seven straight 30 point 30 point performances turning to the number one scorer in the NBA, you know, so there's something to be said about that. This young man has Philly rocking. Yeah. The Phillies won eight straight. Yeah. They're rocking right now. So, you know, at the same time as it sucks to see some of the things being said about the Joker affect him. I don't, know that, I don't know that they're affecting him as much because he's still it scoring does. points. He's, I mean, he's still almost averaging a triple double with the last few games that he, that, they, that they're losing. I think, man, I think more than anything. I, go ahead. No, no. I think for the MVP race, it affects him <laughs> in the fact that that everybody's already has this. Oh, is he gonna win it again? Type thing against him. You know what I mean? He already has the odds against him. So when someone says something negative about him, I do think it it affects the votes that he could potentially it get in. It affects the votes, but I don't think it affects him. I, agree. I don't think he gives a damn about the I MVP. agree with you. I agree with he, you. 100%. He, you know, and and that's the one thing I appreciate. He don't give a damn about that MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think we're struggling right now, but right now is the right time to struggle. Yeah. It's it's you know you want to get it right before the season ends. You know we've got you know got our last few games you know in in bag to get. Like let's get our struggles right. We mentioned the Warriors are hot, but they have lost three straight. You know up, yeah. up before that they were they were killing it, but they have come up against three straight losses. They have dropped back down into that seven that playing game. Um, I would love for them to have to be in the playing game and lose. Um, you know that I would not be sad by that. Nuggets, no despite their their struggles, being five and five over the last ten, they still have a three and a half game lead on on the number one seed. They did clinch the division. They did clinch the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So you know we're in the show, yeah. right? We're in the tourney. That's and, and I think we just need to make sure we stay home. To start the tourney, You're it'd be right. nice to try to get number one overall, yeah. so that if we did make it all the way through, we're hosting the first two. But you know, whatever. Yeah, but no, you're you're totally right. You know, right now it's about securing home home court and staying healthy. Yep. Right, and the season is coming to a near end. April 9th is the last regular season. Um, that's when it ends, and then the eleventh is that first play in game. Right. Um, 
I think I'm totally with you with everything you said just now. Like that right now they're in a position to where they're I don't want to say they can lose, they could afford to lose and they could get comfortable in losing. That's right. not no, what I'm no, saying. No, not at all. But they do want to make sure that they don't put ourselves in a position to where we end up injured or anything like that right before the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we don't want to have what, like when Jamal went out a couple years ago, ten games before the playoffs. We yeah, don't, we don't need that. Yeah, we want to coast in, but yep. we want to secure our spot at the same time. So I'm with you. I know it's nothing to panic about, Nugget fans. I think you know right now this is kind of what you see in the NBA. You see these yep. long seasons. It's get, hard. Yeah, to, it's hard to stay lulls. dominant. You know what I mean? And you go through these windows. And of every team has done. Every team has gone through it so far this year. Like every every competing team has gone through that stretch. Where they've lost a lot of games And they just weren't very good For you know a week or two um, The good thing is they've all come out of it It just happens that the Nuggets are going through it In March opposed to going through it in You know June or January or December you know what I mean so There is that with it I, I think they're okay like I said I just Don't want to see right now Phoenix Is sitting in four right so They're five games back from three I don't think they're Going to make that push to get to that three seed So we're going to see Possibly Phoenix in that second round, which, okay, let's do it. Let's make it happen, right? Um, what I don't want to see is Golden State making it to that fifth seed or that fourth seed, and then Golden State or Phoenix is a guaranteed matchup, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one part of me feels like that. The other part of me is like, yo, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And shout out to Ric Flair, you know. I think regardless, like, we're going to have to go through the best team we're gonna have to go through golden state or we're gonna have to go through phoenix if we want to get where we want to get mm -hmm. you know i think those are the only two teams in the west that present that trouble to the nuggets i don't i don't fear what memphis has got going on they've got a lot going on with john morant flashing guns at titty bars here in denver and <laughs> <laughs> excuse my friends but and and sacramento's a good team but they're they're a young team and they're not a veteran playoff team and i don't necessarily fear them either but I do see the Phoenix Suns and I do see the Golden State Warriors as big problems. Clippers, Mavericks, eh, you know, they could be good. Mavericks can be good. I'm not going to lie. But I don't think they've got chemistry yet. And I don't think they're going to get the chemistry. And, you know, the Lakers, they're on the outside looking in. So Yeah, and on the East, the Celtics clinched. Um, you know, Milwaukee's obviously doing their thing. Um, Celtics clinched with, I think, a Miami loss is how they, how they, uh, yeah. clinched that. Um, but there's a lot going on there, right? Dude, you Milwaukee's have, scary. Yeah, Milwaukee is deadly scary. scary. And Giannis, man, I mean, he's that dude, like, we say, I think this is the third or fourth episode in a row where we're, we're <laughs> praising, talking we're talking Giannis, dude, and, and, and he's just remarkable, probably one of the best players to ever play in the NBA period, in my opinion. Um, but the East also has some crazy matchups, bro. If the playoffs started today, you know, you got Cleveland and New York. You got, a good one. You got Boston and the Nets would be a good one. And then you yeah. got Philly and Milwaukee waiting for the, the winners of that. And then in the play-in tournament, you got the Raptors and Chicago or you got Atlanta versus Miami. Like, those are – those. The playing games are a little bit like eh, yeah. But but the actual playoff seating right now, when it comes to, to the four to the six seed, those are some exciting games. Even if you mix them up a little and bit, let's and be they real. Change. The seven and eight shouldn't change. Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks. No, one of those two teams should be the seven. One of those two teams should be the eight. For sure, I don't see Toronto or Chicago doing anything to kind of derail that. Um, so they'll play. You know, I, I don't see that happening. Here's the crazy thing, bro. Did you see with Chicago? You see Lonzo Ball is about to miss his third mm -hmm. season with with a knee injury on his third knee injury or knee, third knee surgery, bro. Like, man, it, 
talk about being being hit. Chicago had opportunity to do some real big things this year, and he was a big part of that. And it just sucks for him. I hope he can get his career back on board. I mean, he's not the he's not like the all time best, but at the same time, he provides something that Chicago can really use. And to have signed him to that deal and not really get anything out of him yet, it's kind of got to be frustrating for Chicago for sure. and for the fans. Um, I think you're right, though, man. I, I think the, the the East is going to consist of those top three teams. To be honest with you, though, like I, I really feel like Milwaukee and then you know Philly just coming out of nowhere, right? not out of nowhere, but coming out of just the back to to start pushing eight straight. They moved up to that second seed. Um, we'll see if they can hold on to that second seed over Boston. My thing with Philly is, like, can you do it in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Can you do it against Milwaukee? Can you do it against Boston? Because they haven't been able to in the past. And, you know, that'll be the one that we see. So excited about what the NBA's got going on, man, and we'll see what happens with it. I hope our Nuggets kind of turn it around and, and get it going. But, you know, it, 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 once once the Nuggets uh, – Playoff run ends whether it's in a championship or an exit. I'll be done watching basketball. Yeah, we'll wait. Nah. We'll wait to uh, give our predictions so we get closer to the playoffs. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm interested to see who you have coming out of each conference. Um, I think out of the West, I think I know you have coming out of that conference. But uh, I definitely want to have that conversation when we get closer to it. I mean, absolutely, man. You know how it goes, dude. I, I could. I, this thing changes so often. Like you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I wouldn't even consider Philadelphia coming out the East. You yeah. know, I didn't, wouldn't see them overtaking Boston. Um, definitely, still, just still don't feel like they can overtake Milwaukee. But still, didn't wouldn't have thought that back then. But now, look, you know, eight games later that they've won, um, Joel Embiid just inserting his dominance. That's a hard thing to match up against right there. So, you know, things change. Yeah. But anyway, man, let's move on to other things that are going on right now. Um, And we just want to give a little bit of a spotlight on other things outside of sports, Um, you know, entertainment, some things that kind of fuel our fire. Um, And what have you been watching or listening to lately, Coach? I've been – so – we just got done, and you know, we haven't talked about this on the pod at all. But just got done watching that show, The Last of Us. Yeah, and that show was a pretty good show, man. I never played the game. Uh, it, was, it was a game on PS on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it started off as like the zombie movie, which there there very much is, and it's just interesting. Um, with with it's not like brain eating zombies or anything like that. Yeah. It's a it's a, a actual real fungus that yeah. exists in life that. Um, you know, spread around the world and life as you know it ended. And, you know, the uh, got a couple of characters that kind of just navigate their way through trying to get to uh, the other side of the country for some, you know, to, to possibly lead this young girl who's uh, who's shown to be immune to the to the virus to get her to, to save people. And it's just a roller coaster of emotions throughout the way. And uh, the ending is, is, is just even more explosive as, as the show is, man. So it's, I thought it was a great show. I don't want to spoil it for everybody that hasn't watched it, yeah. but it's definitely something worth watching. Um, it got me stockpiling my ammo again, making sure because you know, zombie apocalypse, but <laughs> that's always my, pro- that's my problem always with the zombie movies or shows or anything like that and and i know this one's a little bit different i've heard from you and i've heard from other people that it's been highly recommended that i should go watch it i just never been into them because it always turns us into to everybody's gonna go out and start preparing for the zombie apocalypse (laughs) and and buying ammo and stocking up on rations and this and that like come on bro if you're about that life these are things you should be doing on the regular anyway like (laughs) you know what i mean absolutely 
but uh, I just think it's funny. Um, you ever hear like that? You ever listen to Bill Burr at all? No, I so, haven't. Bill Burr's got a, a great skit on uh, uh, about preppers. Um, I was trying to find the 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 skit, but I can't find it. But he was talking about you know. Um, if you can't fight or you can't shoot, all you're doing is building up all this all this material for someone else to come and get. If you yeah. ain't got a bigger gun, the next guy with the bigger gun will just come take all your shit. So yeah. he's like, you're preparing for them. Um, no, nah, it's it's cool. Like, you know, um, I lost all my stuff in a boating accident, so it's hard to say. I'm I'm, I'm very unprepared, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it just it's interesting, man, because you they make the characters so relatable yeah. that you can kind of. Um, you know, you start finding yourself making the same decisions they made, or understanding and sympathizing with some of the questionable, the questionable decisions that they make in the in the show. And um, you know, it starts off with like just suspenseful bang, and it finishes with this a literal suspenseful bang. So it's a great show. I thought it was awesome. Um, been listening to like uh, just a bunch of different podcasts, man. That's kind of all. You know, if it's not music, that's kind of what I listen to with some podcasts. So, like, yeah, been listening to like Lex Friedman. He, it's he, he has different types of guests on there, and he's yeah. very knowledgeable dude and kind of kind of neutral kind of cat. Doesn't necessarily lean one way or the other. So, um, he had he's had like Kanye on there when Kanye was going through his his madness, and then he's had like you know scientists and mm-hmm. some just interesting cats on there. And then for the shits and giggles, like Two Bears One Cave, another podcast, two comedians, uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, who. Yeah, just say dumb shit and make me laugh. <laughs> I listen to it at work to pass time sometimes, man, punching in things, you know? Yeah, no. What about you? Um, for me, I've been watching a lot of uh, stars, a stars. lot of stars network, man. I love BMF. I love Power. Let's get that um, sponsorship. You know what I mean? I love uh, Snowfall. I've been I heard about that my Snowfall, bro. It's essentially, it's about the drug epidemic in, in L.A., you know, back when... In the eighties, when oh. the government kind of was, does it and, it and it talks about like that accused of of, of feeding oh, they drugs did. into they into, did. The, into California, <laughs> and this is all about that. It so does doesn't it, just talk about it. It 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 is it. Does it go back to like the the Mena Arkansas and because you know what you know about Mena Arkansas? It, it goes back to like the drug trade feeding the. The, the, rank, the war, it, yeah, yeah, it, you know, and ascending and sending firearms and everything overseas to 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 fill the the wars going on, right? While we're we're just tearing down our communities, so it's a great show, bro. I love it. Um, Barry Seals, man. I've been, yeah, I've been all all about about uh, snowfall and everything going on with that. You know, podcast wise in the hip hop podcast world, there's been a lot of drama going on lately with No Jumper. Um, no Jumper just pretty much revamped their whole staff. AD's gone. You know, wow. you got T. Rowell and and them. They're all gone. Um, good for them. They're gonna, you know, they're doing their own thing. And in my opinion, that's really the main reason why I watch No Jumpers because of those characters. So you know, I've been staying with them, rocking with them. Um, music wise, I'm really, really anticipating the drop of Conway the Machine's new album. March March 31st He's dropping a new album Called Won't He Do It um, I think You know Conway is one of the Best Lyricists out there I think he's dope You know Especially with What you know He His His 
his tone and how he just comes across because of everything he's dealing with in, in his personal life, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, his, and his face and everything like that. So he's just, he's raw, bro. I, I dig him. You can hear the pain in his lyrics, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be definitely anticipating that album when it's dropping. You know, it's funny, after our conversation last episode, man, when we were talking about this Billboard Top 50, um, I was like, am I missing things? or What am I missing here? You know, and so I went back and started listening to some of these cats and uh, went on like a binge on mm -hmm. just a lot of the cats that were up there that I don't necessarily think they should be there and then some that I thought were higher. And I come away with it, man. Like, that, J. Cole definitely should be higher. <laughs> yeah, J. Cole, Dude. bro, is slept on. Yeah, bro. I was just bumping some of his music, man, this week and um, – just just going back with it bro and i was like yeah th this brother this brother right here can spit like and he's he's super lyrical and super on topic and everything he does man like so and then i was i was turning on i was you know we bump our old school our, our shit that we grew up with yeah and so i was at the track meet yesterday and i was like hey well, scotty listen to this real quick you want to yeah. hear you want to hear a lyricist Listen to this, and I uh, put on some Jada Kiss from him because so, uh, we we're at Rangeview. That's what, it, what why I came up, and they had the RR yeah. on the disc that was their their logo to yeah. to say that they weighed it. And I was like Rough Riders, and he's like, "What is that?" And I was like, "No, oh. let me put it up. Listen yeah. to this." I, I don't know if he was impressed, you know, but I was. <laughs> and it, and that's what I was just gonna say. I think hip hop in general, right, rap, whatever you want to call, it, I think it should almost essentially start to be split into two different genres because you got true lyricists and people who listen yeah who are really truly hearing a song to listen to what you're saying yeah to relate with what you're saying and then you got entertainment yeah right almost where we're just gonna make some tracks that sound good that was gonna pop in the club and what's well, almost and like we might not be saying the most lyrical stuff it's like one room has more emphasis on the lyrics and another room has more emphasis on the production yeah right and i'm like it, 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 it you know, not to get into that conversation, but it almost kind of started like with Little John, like making crunk music, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like where he come through, say some things on there, repeat a chorus a few times, say some things on there, you know. But but it was dope and it was nice and it was just like, yo, I hear people all the time like, I don't care what he says, I just want to vibe to it in the club. Yeah. So there's different strokes for different folks, and you're, you're right. I think um, I read this book one time called The Gospel of Hip Hop. It was a KRS One book, mm -hmm. great book, reads like a Bible. It's, it's dope, right? But it talks about hip hop having different rooms, right? And that's all we got right now is just different rooms. We're just different branches of hip-hop right it all, it all comes back down to the thing but you got different branches and then branches branch out to other branches so it's like when you see this tree you see the hip-hop tree and mm -hmm. you see all the just the different branches it has spread it spread out but when you get back to its core it's just a core four right core five ideas right you know that that create it and make it what it is and it's the entrepreneurism it's the, the dj and the, the mc and right it's the graffiti art it's the clothing mm -hmm. it's the style right but it all all branches out and becomes its own little thing but when it comes down to it it's all rooted in hip-hop so see and i think the person at each sub core of all those branches that breaks off into these different rooms i think all those people should have been in the top five of that billboard yeah list. those people are all like the mount rushmore right yeah but you but, but if you think about it man i mean you don't always get them them founders to be like recognized like that. They're, a lot of their work, they're the offensive defensive line of the of the group, right? Like a lot of their work is built on the back of them, but like the glory is found in the quarterback. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You're right. You're right. Yo, it's getting about that time, bro. We've been grinding. Um, 
you know, we're excited uh, to have you guys participate in our mailbag questions. Make sure you visit dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA. Uh, again, dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA. You can also hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, hit us with any of your questions on our social medias. Um, we're happy to answer them. If we're, you know, you want to hear something from us, we're happy to, uh, to, to, you know, put that, put that out. But we have a mailbag question today from, a, from an incoming high school athlete, uh, eighth grader going into ninth grader. And uh, we'll both we'll both answer this one because I think we both can answer this one. But it says Don uh, says uh, I'm going to be a freshman and I'm thinking about going out for my high school football team. I've never played organized football before. What are some things I can do to give myself the best opportunity to be successful? Well, for you, for me, um, I think is is just like anything in life. You get out of the game whatever you put into it, right? So if if you want to be successful in high school sports, then I think you need to be dedicated. I think you need to put in the time, the work, the effort, everything that that goes into being a successful high school athlete. You need to do that. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes just think that, you know, you get to the high school level and it's all about natural ability. It's not all about natural ability. Sometimes, you know, natural ability, you get to high school and other kids catch up to you. You know what I mean? And then the, the playing field is even, and it's all about who takes the craft more seriously, who puts in that time when no one's watching. You know, and you could be a great athlete, but if you don't put in that time and you don't study the game, you will not be successful. So, you know, take – football and and encompass everything that comes into being a great player film study being a great student athlete you know making sure that your nutrition is right your body is right you're putting in all the work then i think you'll be successful yeah i would um i would agree with you i would i would say um one of the first things that um i would actually uh point out to athletes is to to make sure they're they're working hard, right? It doesn't matter necessarily your stature, your size, um, the size of the dog. It's more the fight in the dog, right? So I would say make a habit out of working hard and pushing yourself to your limits. Um, be very coachable. Mm -hmm. Let your coaches mold you. Let your coaches teach you. I know sometimes some of the stuff that we that we do or say, you want to find reason and why we're telling you to do this. Well, the reason always comes with the results, right? We're not telling you to do this right now for results right now. We're telling you to do this stuff right now for results later. We're telling you to build muscle memory, to understand what you have to do so that when it comes game time, you can just go out there and do it naturally and you don't have to think on the field or think in the, on, the, on the court. That's the most important part is, is, is being coachable so you don't have to think for yourself on the field. It just comes. It just comes naturally. And then – I would get started right away. Like I would find out um, a lot of times you can start working out with your high school team. Um, a lot of times you can participate in their um, spring football camp uh, that they have. But I would I would find out, reach out um, if you can get a hold of the coach on Twitter or, or even email. Just reach out and let them know your perspective prospect coming in and just first time playing. But I would definitely reach out and try to make myself known. I would try to get to the workouts, not try to make a name for myself right away. Don't go in there and stir the pot, mm -hmm. but go in there and bust your ass. Go work hard. Go show the coach that you're willing to do the work. Show the coach that you're willing to be present. And coaches notice that stuff. And they those things stick in their mind when they're coming to maybe two or three players that they have to choose from. 
and they're not sure which one's going to do it. Well, the one that's been more present, the one that's been showing that they can work hard, if everything's equal, the one that's been more present, showing that they can work hard and showing that they're they're willing to work hard and be coachable, those are the ones that they're usually going to go with. Those are the ones I usually go with. Yeah, and there's many different ways to skin a cat, right? So a lot of the things that we just said was leads down to this. Buy-in. Yep. Buy into the program that you're going into. You know, there's a lot of successful programs out there that do things slightly different. You know what I mean? And if you go into any program and you're reluctant to buy into that program, it's going to be a hard transition for you as a young athlete trying to to showcase your talents and 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 fight for those spots if you're not fully bought in or committed to what the coaches are trying to do. You know, at the same time, you guys are great athletes and 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 it's it's all about what you put into the game. You know, the coaches can't play the game. We're facilitators of talent. You know, we're going to show you the right things, in our opinion, on how to get yourself to this next level and to not think on the court or, on the, court or the field and, and to be successful. But at the end of the day, it's all about the work you put into it. And if you're fully committed to the program, nobody is bigger than the program. Uh, be committed to your success. Be committed to the program success, more importantly. Dom, about that time, brother, man. I appreciate you. Uh, every time we do this, man, it's it's always a fun thing to do. Um, as usual, you guys hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. Um, the Twitter, all that stuff works. DNASportsDenver.com. Before we get out of here, we got to give our shots out. Shots out Icon Sales and Boxing, Anytime Flood Restoration, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty, DNA Sports Training. Dom, before we go, you got some shout outs? Hey, man, I just want to shout out all the young athletes out there that are competing and regardless of what sport you're doing, if you're taking the time to put in the work to be the best athlete that you could possibly be, shout out to you. Yo, and to my track athletes, my throwers, and, and if you're listening to this right now, it means you got to the end, and I appreciate you for listening specifically. Come see Coach Al on Monday. I got a Gatorade for you. We'll do it like that to see who's listening on the squad, right? Mm-hmm. But shout out to you guys for your hard work, man. Very proud of you guys. Dom, as usual, man, we'll get this in again. Until then, that's when. Hit us up. DNA Sports Training, DNA Sports Denver.com. Mm-hmm.